Hey guys, welcome to the first ever episode of Actually Homeschooled. I'm your host, Malena, and I'm a little bit nervous. So let's just get into it. All right, um, so this is my first ever podcast. First ever episode filming and recording and doing the whole shablam solo. Uh... I was going to do it with my older sister, Renata, but she decided that it was, you know, too much and too personal. And I totally get that, um, you know, being the middle child, I want everybody to know everything about me, kind of. Uh, but to each his own. I fully understand, you know, wanting privacy. And I got a baby now, so I super extra understand wanting privacy. So it's all it's all good. It's all gooch. Uh, but welcome to the first ever episode of Actually Homeschooled. Like I said, my name's Malena, pronounced Malena, not Melina, not Milana, not some people just straight up call me Melanie. None of those. It's Malena. And I just decided, you know, with my sister, like I said, we decided that we were going to do a podcast about how we were actually homeschooled our whole lives. We were actually unschooled, child-led, learning homeschooled type of thing there's a bunch of different types of homeschooling you can do there's homeschooling with charter schools which is kind of like it can either be five days a week of schooling or maybe like three days a week but it is definitely more intensive similar-ish to school then there's um like unschooled homeschooling where you're kind of just doing stuff by yourself you know in the comfort of your own home with your parents or whoever your teacher is going to be uh, and then there is child-led learning homeschooled, which is what my mom did with me and my sisters. We all had the option to go to school. My older sister really wanted to go to school, went to school when she was like in first grade, I think. Um, I guess she tried to make friends with the girls there and they said that the water fountain had to tell them if they could be friends with her. And then she tried to eat grapes in class. And the teacher said, you're not allowed to eat grapes until lunchtime. So she ended up not wanting to go back. And then I came along and had no desire to go to school ever. And then my little sister came along and she still wants to go to school. She's like, please, can I go to high school, please? But she's, I just bit my tongue, ow. But she's kind of calmed down on that because of all the, you know, stuff going on in schools right now and she's a flow flow full-blown flow-blown cowgirl so she's been busy doing barrel racing and horse riding and all sorts of things and yeah so I'm just on here doing my thing had a baby so now I'm home more and I've been wanting to do something like this for a while and I think it would be a super cool way for me to share about how I was homeschooled and just talk about whatever's on my mind and try to be funny and just you know have you guys listen to me because everybody else is doing a podcast so I figured why not hop on that train but like actually be good at it <laughs> just kidding just kidding everybody's doing great so yeah so we were child-led learning type of homeschool that was the type of homeschooling we had and that included workbooks that my mom would get us and uh, classes she would take us to and things she would sign us up for, and workshops and all sorts of different things. We used to do 
uh, swim team and dance classes and science classes. We did a leatherworking class, which was super fun. We've done we've done so much stuff. We used to go to park days all the time. There were multiple park days a week. Now I have my own child, and so I kind of need to start dipping my toe back into the world of park days and seeing who's out there and getting friends together because I was thinking before I had my baby I was like how the heck is is she gonna make friends like (laughs) that's a question that I get asked but then I was thinking about it like about my own kid I was like how is she gonna make friends and that's I mean that's on me to take her to the places where she can make friends because that's what my mom did for us we would go to park days and and that's you know primarily where we where we made a lot of friends but it's funny because I am not friends with one of those people today (laughs) I am not friends with with one of them I remember going to uh, Monday park day and being in the little kids group because my older sister would hang out with the teenagers and all the older kids and I was still younger so I would hang out with the little kids and at Monday Park Day, there was a pond stream man-made thing running right through the park. So the boys uh, would jump in the pond thing and catch crawdads because there were crawdads in the water. And so they would catch them. True story. And the big kids would hang out way up on the hill. There was on the other side of the park, there was this like super big hill and so they would walk up the side of the hill and on the top of the hill there was a table under these big huge trees thank you computer and they would all hang out up there and sometimes they would bring pokemon cards that was usually the thing they they weren't really a magic card game group but they definitely liked pokemon so they would play pokemon and then some people would bring their ds's shout out ds if any of you guys remember those i don't know are they still making DS or did they stop doing that? Because I have a DS, but it's my mom's. But she didn't want it because <laughs> she doesn't play video games. And so she gave it to me. Slash, I stole it from her and she was okay with it because she didn't notice. And I still have it. Um. So yeah, so the kids would hang out all down in the water or up on the hill. And whenever the little kids would try to hang out with the big kids... The big kids would get annoyed and tell the little kids that they're not allowed to hang out, even though those rules were made up by the big kids. So technically there weren't really rules, but big kid rules over little kid rules. So, you know, and my older sister would hang out with them and I would always try to hang out with her and she would always call me lame and tell me to go away with love. And uh, yeah, then I guess I kind of did the same thing with my little sister. Maybe. I hope not, but maybe. And if I did. I love you and that's just the way it goes and I'm sure that when when my fiance and I have our second kid that'll probably happen a little bit with the two of them so yeah but I got a fiance shout out fiance to those who are just listening I am showing my ring to the camera it's gorgeous he picked it out at a like I guess an antique shop he went and the friend that he went with uh told him don't don't you think hey bro hey, don't you think that she'll want like a different kind of ring? Because he's Romanian, so he kind of talks like that. Super nice guy, but um, yeah, he kind of talks like that. And so he goes, hey, bro, don't you think that she'll want like more of a, I don't know, princess cut or whatever? And and my fiance, he 
he knew. He knew that that is not my jam. I barely showed him anything. Like, I mean, he asked me one time what kind of engagement ring I would want. And I looked up and found one picture and showed him. And that was like months before he proposed. So, you know, good memory on him and pretty slick. He stole one of my rings when he went to go get the ring sized so that it would be the right size. How smart is that? He's so smart. His name's Alex and I love him. I love him dearly. And uh, yeah, so so we're, we're engaged to get married. We're going to get married this year. We're very excited about it. And uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, about my homeschooling, going back to that. So my mom would have us go to classes and some days it would be like, wake up, you know, we'd have a earth roots field school is what it was called in field school. So we would go out into nature, usually Laguna beach area, but kind of all over and spend, I was a kid. So it felt like hours, you know, in nature, but it was probably only like four hours, maybe. Because we'd go, we'd leave the house, we'd have to leave at like 6, and then we'd get there by like 7, I think, or maybe we left at 7. You know when you're a kid and like you have to wake up early, but it's only like 8 o'clock and it feels like it's so early, you know? So I don't really know if it was that early, but I think we usually, we, we had to wake up at 6, I'm pretty sure. So we would wake up, go to the class, uh, going to those classes was super fun because usually my mom would throw in like a really cool snack thing. We didn't really get like, uh, what do you call it? crappy snacks, you know, like Doritos and stuff. She used to always get healthy things from Trader Joe's or wherever. And so on days we would go to that class, she would usually pack us some sort of like special, not super healthy snack thing. And I remember because I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little, I'm still a little, little fat kid. I wasn't fat, but you know. Um, that was like my favorite part was getting the cool, fun, not healthy snacks. It was super fun. So we would go to the class in the morning and then we'd go to a park day after, or we would just go home or we would go to the pool or, you know, we would do stuff like that. And then when we got old enough for my mom to go and do stuff and leave us at home because she didn't feel like waking us up or she would try to wake us up and we'd stay asleep. Uh, that was me. She would write us a list of things we had to get done before she got home. Now, kids nowadays, I don't think get this fear. And I say fear in the most loving way because I feel like it grew, like not groomed me because F that word, but I feel like it helped me be able to get stuff done now as an adult. Uh, there was such a fear if we didn't get something done on the list, not because my mom would come home and like hit us or anything, but just the wrath of why wouldn't you just do your work and get it done? And she would leave us like we would have to do like laundry, empty the trashes in the house, do like five pages of schoolwork and do like one online class. And usually the online classes were like, you know, it was like a series. So it was like maybe an hour super not even that much stuff and for me I played piano so it was practice piano for 30 minutes or practice piano for an hour or whatever it was but that one was always fun for me so I didn't care about doing that one um, but even sometimes I wouldn't get it done so you know 
my sister and I got older and when we wouldn't do like the laundry, like we would hang up laundry on the line. Shout out to those who like to keep their clothes for a while. You know, you hang your laundry up to dry. Not all of it, but just the nice stuff, you know? So when we wouldn't take the laundry off of the line, the fear of my mom calling us because we used to have a landline. So she would call us on our way home and say, I'm coming home. And she'd be there in like 10 minutes. The fear that would wash over us or at least me when she said that and we hadn't gotten a thing done just because we were being lazy and sitting around doing nothing instead of doing the list and then sitting around doing nothing uh was horrible and I remember multiple times my older sister and I running around the house trying to finish up the stuff we should have done like hours ago and then getting it sort of done and then my mom getting home and then realizing we didn't do it and then yeah and then she would you know she would tell us she was like I give you guys so much freedom and I just write you this list to help you you know stay accountable on things that you have to do and you don't even get that done and I remember feeling so bummed out when I would do that like when 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 I disappoint her I'd be like oh I'm sorry I'm sorry you know middle child guilt But I think that was a fabulous way of uh, raising us because, like I said, now, like when I have a list of stuff to do, which like a list in my head, my older sister writes stuff down, I write a list in my head. When I have a list of stuff to do, I get it done. Like when I need to, because why wouldn't I, you know, like why, why sit there and not do the stuff you need to do, you're supposed to do and wait all day and sit on it all day and procrastinate all day just get it done just get it done because then once it's done you're done you know so that was a pretty cool lesson I feel like that's not necessarily something you learn in school but again I didn't go to school so I don't know I just feel like you know with homeschool like our best friend um he was schooled he he went to school my fiance is getting home so if you hear the door opening that is him um our next door neighbor who we were best friends with he was a school kid so he would go to school all day and then whenever we get home and he'd get home we'd always be like can we go play with him or sometimes we'd just go over and play with him and uh he you know would always have homework so his mom would be like all right time for them to go so you can get your homework done but she was a super cool artsy you know kind of like artsy cool mom you know so she wouldn't really like tell us to leave leave sometimes she'd let us stay for dinner and then she'd tell us to go home we literally lived right next door And we had like a little connecting pathway from our houses. So it was our house, their driveway, and then their house. Like, duh. And there was a pathway connecting our house to their driveway. So you walk out our door, and then there's a pathway, and then their driveway, and then their front door. So we would like run over there, and if we had to go home late, they would walk us home, which was really, really sweet. And then, you know, the older we got, they didn't have to do that because we were two seconds away. Um, but I just remember he used to always have homework and hated doing his homework. And that was always, you know, a big thing that my schooled friends would have. Like that was always an issue that they would have. They would always be, you know, needing to do their homework, needing to get their projects done, needing to do blah, blah, blah for Miss blah, 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 you know, and that was never really something that we had to do. I remember the one thing that I had, uh, like assignments for that I enjoyed was a, uh, what do you call a creative writing class I had a creative writing class that I really really enjoyed and somewhere I know somewhere I have the stories that I wrote in that class 
And I remember one of them, it was an assignment. It was like the first week's assignment and we had to write a story and there was some, like there were like, you know, parameters that has to be this long and it has to have this, this kind of subject or something like that. And I wrote a story about a dragon who had scales made of different kinds of sweets. So like he had some scales were made of cotton candy and some were made of chocolate and some were made of vanilla, which isn't really a candy, but I mean, it's a flavor and it's a flavor of some candy. So kind of works. And you could pluck off his scales and eat them. I'm trying not to say my peas too hard because I don't want to spike the mic. Uh, but you could pluck off his scales and eat them and it wouldn't hurt him and they would just regenerate and he was a dragon and he had scales that you could eat because they were mad out of candy. Yep. Yep. And it was just cool. I mean, it was cool having uh, classes like that where there wasn't like harsh, oh, you get an F for not finishing your stuff, you know? Like there wasn't like, like you wouldn't get in trouble or... What's the word I'm looking for? You wouldn't get in trouble or mm, for not doing your thing, you know? I don't know what that word is, but I'm going to remember it like 2 o'clock in the morning. And that's going to be really fun. I'm going to be like, damn, that's the word I was looking for. Still can't think of it. So anyways, moving on. So yeah, so we had classes like that. And then we also had uh, physical classes because, you know, in school there's P.E., which I feel like for the longest time I didn't really know what PE stands for or stood for. And then when I was like 12, I was like, oh, it stands for phys ed. What does that mean? Oh, physical education. Duh. Homeschooled. And we would do homeschooled versions of that. They have homeschooled versions of that. And there's also plenty of things that count as physical ed, physical education, uh, that you can do as a non-schooled person. So there was this one guy who ended up being kind of super creepy. He never did anything to me or my sister or the kids that we knew, but and I don't think he did anything to any kids, but he was just kind of like one of those like pervy old white guys, you know, that's like kind of like, like once you start growing boobs, he's kind of gets a little more like, Hey guys, <laughs> I mean girls, you know, it's just kind of like, Ooh, um, yeah, but he was super nice other than that. I love how you have to justify stuff like that. I'm not justifying it, but, you know. Uh, so we had physical ed classes with him. We would do, we did all sorts of sports. We literally did, like, almost every single sport. We did basketball, softball, baseball, soccer, football, uh, tennis, volleyball, um... What's that one from Napoleon Dynamite with the string and the ball attached around the pole? Oh, what is that called? Tetherball. We played tetherball, even though that's not technically a sport. Um, we played uh, Gaelic football, which I don't know if any of you know what that is. And I kind of don't really remember either, but it's kind of like soccer, sort of, but also football, like American football, but like soccer mixed, sort of, I think. We played Gaelic football. And then we also had, he did, you know, this guy would do track and field classes. And so we would run hurdles and throw javelins and throw, you know, the, the flying disc thing that you do in the Olympics that you like, you know, spin around in a circle and then fling the disc. 
um yeah we did all sorts of stuff it was it was pretty cool because you know where do you go to learn all that if you don't go to school and have it already there for you turns out fun fact there are classes and there are places that you can go to have all that stuff taught to you and have a teacher like instead of your parents because sometimes your parent your parents just don't hit it some you know my parents own their own business so my dad would be at work five days a week and then he would you know be home on the weekends and I remember every once in a while he would stay home and my neighbors are blasting music now so anyways sometimes your parents wouldn't cut it and so that's why it was cool to have other people teach you things and my mom never really was about the whole being our teacher you know and neither was our dad so like I said you know he would come home and be home like on a weekday which was like so cool you know and then we would just hang out with him like it's not like we would do anything extra or he would teach us things but we would do tons of I mean you know sometimes our tasks were yard work like raking the front lawn and my baby is crying and I'm trying not to get distracted <laughs> so baby's fine um, but yeah, so we used to have things like raking the leaves in the front yard and, you know, go cut that bush because the dead branches or whatever, or watering, watering the whole house because my mom has tons and tons of foliage and plants and things all around the house. So that was another thing on our list. And that also, I feel like contributed to knowing how to keep a house you know, which is pretty important, especially as a woman, I think. I think it's important to know how to keep a house, you know, do laundry, wash. I mean, obviously, everybody knows how to wash dishes, but still, like, you know, doing laundry. We used to do laundry. Like, that was one of our things is because my mom, you know, one, she didn't want to do it probably and wanted a break. But then also, it's super handy for everybody to know how to wash laundry. Like, that's such a common thing that people need to know how to do. And I don't know how many people do or don't know how to wash laundry, but I feel like some people definitely have to learn as an adult how to wash their clothes. And I think that's kind of, you know, a necessity of life unless you're washing your clothes in the river, which still, you still then have to learn. Even if you're washing clothes in the river, you then have to learn how to wash your clothes in the river. But all that aside, homeschooling has been pretty, pretty awesome. Not has been. It was amazing. And I couldn't have asked for a better upbringing or way to be raised for me the way my parents schooled me was perfect. Couldn't have asked for anything better. Loved it. We, my older sister and I being the we, used to be on a swim team. Um, Janet Evans Fast over in Fullerton, you know, shout out. And uh, they were really cool. And then the team, not us, but the team went to the Olympics and I guess they won like two gold medals. And so then the, the new coach who bought the team decided that everybody needed to do mandatory once a week competitions and then practice in the pool was going to be like three hours of swimming plus like an hour of time in the gym or like dry land working out, you know, that's what they used to call it, hour of dry land, two hours in the pool. Um, or three hours in the pool for the people who were like, you know, in the higher levels. And it got to a point where my older sister and I were like, we just don't want to do this anymore. I used to hate the swim competitions, hated them, did not like them at all, just because I didn't like the spotlight and, you know, having a bunch of people watch me and I don't, I didn't like that. 
So I hated the competitions. But when we were in the pool doing laps and, you know, like we would go like there'd be four person, four people to a lane and the first person would go and then 30 seconds later, the second person, and 30 seconds later, the third person. And if you were swimming fast, you know, then you would lap the people and then end up even if you went like second or third then you would end up finishing first which I always loved and would always try to do but I would always try to finish first but I didn't like doing it in a competition I don't really understand if that makes sense now that I think about it doesn't really make sense but it's very middle child of me so yeah I didn't like it my older sister didn't like it it was starting to become too consuming it was like six days a week it was it was ridiculous and at the time I think I was 11 so like an 11 year old swimming six days a week in the pool for like two hours and then an hour on dry land. Like I get that that's healthy to work out, but like I was 11, you know? So we quit swim team and then my mom said we had to find something else to count as PE because we were growing and, you know, needed to get out that energy. And she's like, it's not healthy for you guys to just sit around and go for a walk around the black. That doesn't count as not enough exercise. So you need to find something else. So when I was 12, on my dad's birthday, we went to downtown Disney. Um, he hates surprises, but we su- semi-surprised him. There was a swing band, a live swing dance band playing in downtown Disney, right by where ESPN Zone used to be or still is, but I think they changed it, maybe. And we went down there to meet up with my parents' friends and they had a huge dance floor and there were tons of people tons of people like it was so busy and I immediately fell in love with it and you know then this one guy asked me to dance and I was really nervous and I was like I don't really know how to do it I never danced before and he was like oh don't worry you're cool and so we danced one song and I was like oh my gosh this is the best thing ever and then I remember I distinctly remember the second person that asked me to dance was don't remember what his face looked like couldn't pick him out of even a lineup if he was standing in front of me probably wouldn't even know it was him but I remember he was wearing a gray three-piece suit but he wasn't wearing the jacket and he had a peach colored uh shirt underneath the vest so his shirt was peach and then his three-piece suit was gray and I remember he had a beard no idea what he looked like though and he asked me to dance, and I thought, ooh, this guy's handsome, and he thinks I'm a big person, but I was only 12. And so he asked me to dance, and it was super fun, and the whole entire rest of the night, I just stood on the edge of the dance floor, because that's what you do when you want to get asked to dance. If you don't feel like asking somebody to dance, you stand on the edge of the dance floor, and people ask you to dance. Nobody else did, but I just stood there watching for, like, a good, like, two hours. I was enthralled, like, enthralled by it. So before we went to go leave, I told my mom how much I loved it, and she asked around, and a bunch of people told her about this one dance studio over in Irvine, and my older sister and I started going there the following Tuesday, I think. We called them and asked when they had swing dancing classes, and I'm pretty sure the first day we went was Tuesday, and her and I went, and we took the beginner class, and then they always have a um, social dance afterwards, so we would stay we stayed for the social dance and it was the same thing except it wasn't a live band it was a dj but same kind of music same kind of people uh, a couple more people asked me to dance that night so i actually got more of a vibe and then i remember the next day 
my older sister and I woke up and went out onto our front porch and played swing music. And she was like, you do the boy part and I'll do the girl part and then we'll switch. And we never switched. So I learned how to do the boy's part and the girl's part at the same time, which is honestly super fun because in swing dancing, you know, there's switch dancing where in mid dance you would switch who's the lead. And that was always super cool. And you can get really creative with stuff like that. And then we went the following Friday and stayed out until I think our parents came to pick us up at midnight. They let us stay out because the dancing would go on there, I think, until it used to go until 2 a.m. Solidly until 2 a.m. And we just kept at it. We kept going and going. And then we started making friends. And we used to go to two or three classes every single time we would go because they would do like three classes before the social dance and then uh then they would do the social dance afterwards and so we used to go to at least two classes my baby's crying again I think I have to go feed her but we would go to at least two classes and then stay for the dance and eventually we got friends and then our parents stopped having to pick us up because they met our friends and our friends were old enough and they would drive us home because who lets their 12 year old go dancing homeschooler parents do it was such a cool place it was you know no alcohol no drugs very kid friendly very safe but it was just dancing you know and it was the coolest thing to start as a young woman for me you know because it was getting out and dancing with guys and you know hanging out with girlfriends and just being somewhere safe and cool and made you feel like a grown-up you know and then eventually after I think about a year when we were closer with our friends a year or two afterwards on Friday nights we would go out to dinner we would either go to IHOP or I always hated Denny's so I would try not to go to Denny's Uh, and I hated IHOP too I prefer Norm's out of those three aka flags in the sky because that's what I called it when I was a baby and we would go to IHOP though primarily and sometimes we would go to there was a little uh what do you call like japanese shopping center and there was a really really amazing restaurant over there so sometimes we would go over there because they were open to like 4 a.m and we would just hang out eat and then go home and then saturday morning would sleep in so that was a really really cool thing that being a homeschooler i was able to do and have that be part of my curriculum you know because it was people learning skills and you know talking to people and then you know in that world in the world of swing dancing a lot of those people were homeschooled but they were homeschooled more in the traditional christian way of homeschooling which i don't really know about but it was definitely more churchy so a lot of them were church going people which was cool you know that's do what makes you happy do what makes you happy Uh, swing dancing made me happy so that's why I would go that was my church you know swing dancing was my church and then I remember the first time they started doing swing dancing on Sundays and then we would go Tuesday Friday and Sunday and then we would find you know from our friends they would be like oh there's this dance event over in LA and then oh there's this dance event over in wherever and so we would start going to different places and testing out the waters of other places and a lot of the people that go to one place go to the other place so we would see a lot of the same people that you know we'd see at our our home base and then uh, I started trying out salsa dancing because on Wednesdays there was salsa dancing and 
prior to the swing dancing, my older sister and I did Zumba for like two years. And then we ended up teaching Zumba and having our own Zumba classes and making some money from doing that for ourselves, which was super cool and random for like an 11 year old, 12 year old, you know, (laughs) super cool. But in the Zumba classes, I had learned about bachata dancing, which I always loved. And on Wednesdays, I noticed that they had a salsa class and a bachata class. So I started going on Wednesdays as well, just for a little bit for like the class. And then I'd stay for a couple songs and then I'd leave because I didn't really know anybody and didn't feel like being there by myself. So it just started to become more and more of an obsession. And the older I got, the more places I was able to go. And my parents were so cool because sometimes we would go to places in LA that would be 18 plus or 21 plus and I wasn't either of those ages and we'd be able to get in because we're cute and we would wear makeup and be dressed up and obviously we would be with people that were over the age of 21 that were safe and my parents knew and we would check in via text or call them and let them know where we were and like it was always very like they know where we are we're safe we're with people that are safe, we're not doing sketchy things, you know? So that was really cool to have the freedom to do that. And then because of that, when I started doing the salsa classes, I started to fall in love with bachata. But the bachata world is more strictly 18 plus and up, you know? Because usually it's in a bar or a club or somewhere like that that serves alcohol. So you have to be of that age to be able to go. So I may or may not have had something to help me get into those places that wasn't necessarily truthful. But my parents knew about it and my mom helped me find it. And it was for dancing. It wasn't for me to buy alcohol or drugs or whatever, even though I might have used it to buy some green. I'm a mom now. I don't use the green anymore. But, you know, when I was a kid... It was fun. I still am a kid, but you know what I mean. Um, But it was for dancing. And so I was like not able to go places that would help with my dance career because of my age, which I was just there to dance. I was always just there to dance. A lot of people in the bachata world are there for other things. But for the most part, you're there to dance. So I got teaching job offers from being able to go to clubs and I got like so many opportunities I I taught at festivals I've taught I had a consistent teaching job for a while I had I grew my own um, student base I still have people messaging me to this day to this day asking when I'm gonna start dancing again and when I'm gonna start doing classes again and having a baby just kind of like slows that stuff down she's still you know only three months old so there's that too And I definitely want to get back into dancing because I miss it very badly. And I'm definitely going dancing this week for sure because I'm going back to the home base to do some swing dancing. And it's an all-ages place so I can bring my baby and I can bring my fiancé. And uh, yeah, so there's still people that message me because of the opportunities I had from being able to go into those places that were 18 plus or 21 plus even if I was just you know there to dance which is what I was there to do and because of being homeschooled I feel like I was able to carry myself in a way that made people realize that I had more to offer than the typical young person you know like I had more of a head on me 
than the typical young person. Not saying that I'm like smarter than anybody, but I definitely think the upbringing that I had helped me grow into the woman that I am and also helped me at a younger age figure out how to carry myself and get myself opportunities and start being an entrepreneur and making money for myself by doing things that I love, which is the coolest thing ever. And I suggest everybody should do things that you love to make money. Do what you love to make money. Like that's the most sound advice I could come up with. (laughs) TM, do what you love to make money. Maybe not sex, but I guess that's a thing too. So, but that's not my cup of tea. But do what makes you happy. You know, and try to make money at it if you can. The baby's crying, so I'm going to go feed her. I will be right back. I almost shit myself, pardon my French, because I thought that I deleted everything, and then turns out I didn't. Perk of not really knowing GarageBand, which is what I'm using to record the audio, because I heard that that makes it better, and uh, it really does. It really does. This microphone is awesome, by the way. I'm thinking... Once I do a couple of episodes, I might do like some little things that I learned when figuring out how to podcast because uh, there's some stuff that you need to know before you do it. Like, duh, obviously. But like, I thought it was going to be like, oh yeah, easy peasy, bing, bang, boom, podcast done. No, not really. You kind of need some stuff. So I'm thinking maybe I'll do that. But anyways, like I was saying, do what you love to make money and then your work won't seem like work. I mean, there there always will be days that seem like work, but for the most part, I don't think if you're doing what you love, it'll seem like work, you know? For instance, my fiance, we, you know, got together and he was working at this one job and he had been working there for almost 10 years and it was just an unhealthy environment. It just became unhealthy I mean it was kind of unhealthy always but you know he was working so whatever and you know he kept on getting fed up with what they were asking of him and the pay and just a bunch of other bs so I told him I was like well you know why don't you quit and get a job that'll make you happy and do something that'll be interesting to you and so he did And he then went and got his real estate license. He went and passed the real estate exam, studied and passed the real estate exam. I was working at a acupuncture clinic, uh, which was pretty fun. I got to do a lot of um, managerial type things. Uh, And the only downside was I wasn't being paid to do manager work, even though that was pretty much the role that I had at that company. And uh, eventually, you know, got pregnant and told them that I would be needing to leave to have a baby and that's that is when my journey ended with that company but I'm grateful for working there because prior to that I was working at a deli which being pregnant it's not like my morning sickness was bad and only lasted for like maybe a couple weeks but having to work in a deli and it's an old school Italian deli called Claro's over in Tustin if I had had to work there while pregnant One, it's so much standing. I mean, that's pretty much all you're doing. Unless you have an injury, they're super cool. Like if you you have like a sprained ankle or whatever, but you're still able to come into work, they'll have you in the back in a chair just packing up all the stuff that you can pack up, you know, because we would have fresh items 
in our open deli. But I worked in the deli making sandwiches and doing cold cuts and cheese and salads and all that. And it would have been so gross working there pregnant. It would have been super gross working there pregnant. So it was very cool. One day I was working and the owner of the acupuncture clinic came in and I was like, oh my gosh, hey, because he's also a family neighbor. And then I guess he talked to my mom and my mom told me about the job and I was like, that would be perfect. And, you know, I was not pregnant when I first started working with him, maybe, maybe. No, I wasn't. No, I was not pregnant when I first started working with them, but it was very quickly. I was, I think two months I got pregnant. I started working there and then like two months later I got pregnant. Whoopsie best whoopsie of my life but still a whoopsie whoopsies can be magical okay whoopsies can be magical don't you forget it and I started working there and it was really cool and you know really fun and I got to do very organizy OCD type stuff that I love doing I love doing that kind of stuff and organizing it to the way that I like which because the company was owned by a man who wasn't really that organized he kind of just had stuff everywhere and all the computer files and everything and any everything that I'm interested in that probably nobody else cares about so I got to organize all of that and make systems and do all that kind of stuff which I really genuinely do love doing it was just I was not getting paid for what I was doing I wasn't getting compensated for what I was doing. And because of what I was doing, I could see our numbers and I could tell that I wasn't being fairly compensated. And I didn't want to have the conversation with him like at all to tell him I need more money because of what I'm doing. I didn't want to have that conversation because ew, like gross. Who wants to talk about that kind of stuff? Ew. But it wasn't fair. So my mom and my dad and my fiance, Alex, and my sisters, they were all like, you got to tell him. You got to tell him. It's, I mean, it's not fair what he's doing. And it's partially on you because you're not telling him that you need more. And obviously he's not going to give you more without being prompted. So I eventually got him to give me a six-month review. And then I asked for a raise. And then the raise wasn't adequate. And then he got really sick and was out of work for a while he pulled his back out and then that just messes everything else up so he was out of work for a while so I was pretty much running the company scheduling everything calling all the clients on days that we had scheduled them and they couldn't come in because no one was going to be there um making everything was making sure everything was running smoothly taking care of all the money you know all that stuff and uh when he started getting better and getting closer to coming back to work I told him I was like hey So, this is the deal. I need more money. Because the raise that he had given me for my six-month review is a 50-cent raise, which I'm grateful for because it was something. However, kind of felt like a slap in the face. You know, like for all the work that I had done and for all the people that told me I was doing such an amazing job and for the other people that worked there saying how much smoother everything is running and... Just all that kind of stuff, you know, 50 cents just felt a little bit uh, not too nice. So we ended up having another conversation that I also didn't want to have. But once I had it and he came back with his counter, which worked out, and then I, you know, carried on working there for a few months and then had my baby. And I said, I'm going to go have my baby now. And I went 
and a month later had a beautiful little baby girl sorry I just burped so you know prior to working at other places I worked with my parents which sometimes can be really great my older sister is still working for my parents but for me it just wasn't it was working with my family so it wasn't like I felt like I was you know sometimes I felt like I would just sit there and just take advantage of the fact that they gave me a job and not really do much or want to make money so I wouldn't necessarily say I didn't have anything to do and just kind of pretend like I was doing stuff and I ended up having that you know telling my parents I'm not I feel like I'm stealing from you just by being here because I don't really need to be and then my mom kind of fired me so that's also why I had to get a job so you know whatever it worked out and I had to get a job for myself and figure it out and I wanted to move out of my parents house so obviously I had to get a job and I was able to move out at 18 I believe moving out young is cool realizing now how much money I would have saved just staying there for a couple more years would have been a lot of money but I found a place that was, you know, affordable and good enough. And then I found a better place that was affordable and better. And for me, I wanted to move out. One of the main reasons I wanted to move out was because one, dancing was like my life. I would go out between like six to seven nights a week and stay out until whenever. But I would always get up for work. I would never, never miss work, you know, never be late for work unless something drastic happened like one time my front windshield got smashed don't know by who one time oh no it was my front windshield and my passenger window that got smashed and everything in my car got stolen almost everything and then another time someone smashed the back passenger side window or driver's side window and then stole everything that was left and then Another time my car got towed and then another time I went to go turn my car on and the battery was just shot. So much BS happened and that was all at one place. That was all at one place. So I kind of felt like maybe somebody was maybe doing the smashing of my windows because it was really close together and I always had to park my car on the street because there was no room for me to park in the garage. So, yeah. I don't know who did it, but I kind of got the feeling that it was someone, you know. You never know these things. But anyways, um, yeah, I moved out young because I wanted to be able to go dancing. And because I lived at home, I would check in with my parents. And, you know, because they love me, they would stay up to see if I made it home safely or make sure that I was on my way home and that just wasn't fair because they would end up staying up super late pretty much until I got home and then they would have to get up super early for work and then I would get up for work so it was just it wasn't fair it was super super unfair super unfair so that was a that was like that was the main reason I wanted to move out that was the main reason the other reason was a little bit uh you know I wanted to see guys I wanted to like be able to like be like, hey, I live on my own. I never brought anybody home, but like I wanted to be like able to have that option <laughs> just because it's cool, I guess. Yeah, so I um, moved out, was able to do my own thing. And then I got my job at the deli, which is where I met my fiance. 
he came in one day to get some cookies and then he lost his phone for those of you listening I'm doing air quotes because he lost his phone okay then I because I thought he was super cute I offered him to call his phone with my phone because he was like I think I lost it in the store so I was like oh you can call it with my phone and he was like okay so I gave him my phone and I expected him to dial the phone number and then like go I'm gonna go walk around the store to see if I can hear it you know like that's you know because if you call your phone how are you gonna hear it thank you computer how are you gonna hear it if it's on the other side of the deli you get me you get me so he he goes and calls his phone and he's just standing there and I'm like do you need to go walk around to see if you can hear it he was like oh oh yeah you know I think I left it at my office or in my car or something so here you go and handing me back my phone (laughs) which made me go I'm doing a little sly fox face right now Mm. you a little mm, you sneaky you you did that on purpose so then what I said was I said oh well I guess that was a pretty good way for me to get your phone number and then he laughed and then he said to text him sometime sorry so thirsty so thirsty so I texted him later on that day and just said hey this is the girl from Claro's I thought I'd send you a text and I did that on my last break of work I remember this distinctly because I didn't I remembered I didn't want to have to like well not that I was gonna have to but I didn't want to be like sitting there like oh my god you can my so I texted him on my last break at work, which was like two hours before clock out, leave, go home. When I went to go leave and go home, I waited to look at my phone. So like, you know, we had our little uniform. So we would take off our clothes and not clothes, but like take off our little uniform overshirt thing and close up all the stuff and put everything away. And then everybody would hang out while the manager locked up. And then I looked at my phone. So after all the things, I waited the longest to look at my phone. And then I get in my car and I look at my phone and he had texted me back. And the coolest thing was four days before I met him. And this just goes to show the power of saying what you need out loud, saying what you want, manifesting words are power. Four days before I had done a ceremonial paper burning where me and a group of people we all wrote down things that we felt like we had lost in the past year because it was 2021 January 2021 so last not this past January but the year before so 2021 January and so we were all writing down things that we had lost and that things that we wanted to gain you know because of all the bs going on And I had wrote down, because I had just broken up with my first real official boyfriend, I had wrote down that I wanted to be able to let go of that relationship and move on and find real healthy love. Said it out loud, cried a little bit, a couple other people cried, some other people shared their things, some people want to keep their things private. And then we all tossed, we did, you know, like a, a fire with, I think we did like some sort of special wood and maybe we did sage and then we all threw our papers in the fire and it was so cool 
And then literally the following Tuesday, he came into work and texted me back. And I remember, I remember this timeline. I don't know why I remember this timeline so well, but I just remember specifically it was a Friday and then it was Tuesday. And then he said, when he texted me, he was like, well, let me know what days you're available. So I told him, I was like, I'm available either Thursday or Saturday or something like that. And he goes, okay, cool. How about Thursday at seven? I can come and pick you up. And I was like, what? He wants to come and pick me up? Because nowadays I feel like a lot of people are like, if he wants to come and pick you up, he's a murderer. But I didn't get the murder vibe from Alex. So I was like, oh my gosh, that's super cool. So I was like, yeah, that's great. He didn't even ask me where, like, do you want to go to so-and-so or do you want to go this? No, he said it was a date. He said he wanted to pick me up. He set the date and time and then he came and picked me up. It was like, oh my God, it was magical. He, it was so cool. And he came and picked me up and we went on a date and now we're engaged and we have a little baby and it's pretty awesome. And I feel like everything in my life led me to that moment, you know? And my little sister likes to take credit for my meeting him because she told me to apply for the job at the deli because she loves their sandwiches. So it was kind of selfish. But her selfishness got me a fiance and a babe that I love so much. That are the two best people in my whole life. Aside from my family. But they're the two. They're my family. I mean, they're all my family. But like they're like we're a family now. You know? So. Just thoughts. Just thoughts about love. And these are the kind of things I'll be talking about. Because I've got things to talk about. And hopefully I get an audience that's interested in hearing the things that I am talking about. I hope you like it. If you're watching. I give a little wink. I don't know why. But if you're watching, you got a little wink. And if you're listening. I mean, you're listening. So you get my voice. And my time. And we're basically friends now. Yeah. But it is 10 o'clock over on my end. And I still have to go through this and check and see how I did. And figure out if I did all right. I think I did okay. I feel like I did okay. I'm giving myself a little pat on the back. <laughs> I had to scooch my arm up to reach my, reach my back. I didn't really. I could have done it. There. I did it without using my other hand to push my arm. But yeah. I'm going to call it an evening. So thank you so much for listening to the first ever episode. I hope it was interesting. I hope I finished my stories. I think I did a pretty good job of the conclusions. And I will see you next week. I'm thinking I'm, I'm thinking weekly. I'm thinking the posting schedule will be weekly. I mean, obviously shit happens and maybe there will be a time where I miss a week. But maybe not because maybe I'll feel like filming a couple in one day maybe I'll do that and then you'll have one for the week that I'm not even here because I already filmed it so yep yep alright signing out actually homeschooled over and out y'all <laughs>